0: I'm like literally like a gold miner going around taking chunks of gold little bit at a time out of different mines around the world. And that's how you got to think about it. If someone said, Ty, don't be mean. No, don't be predictable is what you mean to say. Sometimes I'm very nice and sometimes I'm not. Why do I have to be nice to people who ain't nice to me? What, what book are you reading? I'm not Jesus Christ. I don't hold myself up as a saint either. You know, why why do I have to predictability is sometimes be nice, sometimes be mean to people. I believe you should have a varied strategy to life when people are assholes to you and your family. Sometimes you should forgive them and sometimes you should lay the hammer down. If you are predictable, mark my words. And I'm telling you this. I didn't grow up with my dad. I, I think I would have learned a lot of this from my dad. And so a lot of these things about conflict, because your life will have tremendous amount of conflict in it. I promise you. Conflict resolution is extremely powerful. You must become a master of dealing with conflict. I'm reading a new textbook put out by Dr. David Buss. It's one of the newest ones on psychology. It's a badass book. And one of the big part is stress reaction. And what it most stresses us out, it's conflict. It's your asshole boss, neighbor, (laughs) Family member, uh, acquaintance that you thought was your best friend but wasn't. And so to understand the relationship between you and conflict and you and people that want to exploit you is one you must become sophisticated at. And a lot of people are going to give you unsophisticated answers like, oh, always be nice or always be mean or it's not that way. Ty, speaking of books, what's your take on the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss? Good book. I read it years ago. I'm not sure if there's an updated version. A lot of the, you know, the book was, I think, written, I'm going to guess, 10 years ago. A lot of that stuff, you know, it talks about using virtual logins to your home desktop. Like, it was before the cloud was written. But I think the general principles, I think Tim Ferriss is a very smart guy. I don't agree with all of his stuff, but I don't look for people that I agree with all of his stuff, you know? Someone said, Ty, Gary Vee, what do you think of him? Same thing. Smart guy. Um, built business empire. I, he was over at the house. We interviewed each other. Or I interviewed him. Um, again, just like Tim Ferriss, just like everybody I've ever met, I agree with some stuff, and we agree to disagree. You know? So everybody got a different emphasis. Like Tim Ferriss' emphasis is life hacks, Okay. And, of course, he is more expansive than that. That's not, like, all that he does, right? Like, Tim Ferriss talks about a lot of life hacks. Like, that's the whole point of the 4-Hour work week or the 4-Hour Body. Like, you can just lift, you know, 4-Hour Bodies. like, you can lift a um, kettlebell and not have to work out. And that's, you know, it's like, and for people that want to just be in, like, moderately good shape, that's going to work. I don't think you become a top-performing athlete, and I don't think Tim Ferriss is trying to say that. So I think that there's an emphasis different. Um, Gary V very much emphasizes, like, the role of hard work, um, which, just like with Tim Ferriss, I agree and disagree. So I agree. Uh, basically, the way science shows is that hard work is about 20% of the equation of success. There's five factors. There's a, there's a personality inventory called Hexaco consisting of 25 subfacets of your personality. One of them is called conscientiousness. It's been proven over and over, and it's really the only scientifically proven personality aspect, uh, personality trait related to success. It's called conscientiousness, and it's really four factors so you could say uh, diligence, otherwise known as hard work, is 25%. So 20 to 25% is hard work. And Gary Vee talks a lot about that 25%. But there's other, three other aspects. One of them is prudence, which is basically street smarts, and also ability to make good decisions and be smart. There's also organization, which is the ability to take chaotic things. And that's a different skill. That's not hard work. So a completely different part of the brain. And then there's another uh, skill called um, uh, perfectionism, which is being very good at double, trip and triple checking your work. And that's another trait. So Gary Vee has his emphasis, and sometimes we disagree on what should be emphasized. But you know, everybody in the game basically at the same, on the same side. It's there's no people like to create drama and go, oh, do you, this person that. It's just like in music, people trying to. And Grant Cardone has his own angle. You know, Grant Cardone is a very, I mean, obviously he's very much into sales and very much into real estate. Um, so like I said, you this is why you diversify how you learn. You learn different things from different people. My emphasis is like very, my emphasis is about life. And I think life is a broad spectrum thing. That's very easy to misunderstand. And I don't think that Um, I'm very much into learning from experts. That's a little different. And you can judge what you think works best. You know, it depends how you measure it. Some people, everybody thinks their way works better, but people lie, but numbers don't. That's what I often say, you know? So Tim Ferriss, Gary Vee, they've been in the game a lot longer. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, probably as long or longer than them. Maybe not as long as Gary Vee's older than me, but... um, But I've been in the game a long time, but I wasn't public doing social media or public facing. I was doing traditional entrepreneurship where you're kind of behind the scenes. And so I've kind of popped on the scene very quickly in the last couple of years. That pisses some people off, blah, 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 you know. But um, I got my emphasis. I mean, everybody thinks there's the best. I think logically... Mine's the most superior, not because I'm superior at all. In fact, it's the opposite. Mine's superior because I try to not emphasize me. I try to be like, you want to learn about decision making? Don't listen to Gary Vee, Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, or Tim Ferriss. We didn't spend our life studying decision making. Let's talk to Barry Schwartz, who I just had on my podcast, who I just had here, who I recommend you read his book, Paradox of Choice. I don't say, hey, listen to my take on psychology. Listen to Tony Robbins' take on psychology. No, forget that. I study Dr. David Buss, who wrote the textbook and spent 40 years studying evolutionary psychology, and taught at Harvard and conducted personally, literally most, or was involved in most of the research that's being used in the modern War. Like, so he's got hands-on in the laboratory. So I think. My approach, and that's why it's my approach, is one that's the most logical to me. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you don't, that doesn't mean that you don't learn from everybody. So, you know, what Abraham Lincoln said, Some, you should learn from everybody. Sometimes it's what not to do. Somebody said, do you like Tony Robbins? I love Tony Robbins. Do I agree with every part of Tony Robbins? No, and I don't want to. I wouldn't want to live in a world where I agree. Tony Robbins has his emphasis. Tony Robbins' emphasis is very much about state of mind, you know? I mean, he has many things he teaches. But if you, if you were to con- congeal it down to, like, one core teaching, it's, like, change your physiology, change how you feel, change how you act and things like that. And I think that, you know, that's, like, a great – I think that's fine. But do I think it's a complete system? No. And I think Tony, Tony Robbins knows that and Gary V knows that and I know that and Grant Cardone and all these people that people look. The other thing is one slight difference for the most part from all of these. I, even though this sounds weird for me to say, I don't necessarily see me, myself, as a motivational speaker. I don't want to be known as a motivational speaker. I don't even see myself as an entrepreneur as like what I want to be remembered for. You know, I always say on my tombstone. I call this the the you know, the tombstone test. When you die, what do you want written on your grave about you? In your like ideal world, what do you want written about you? I don't want entrepreneur written. I definitely don't want motivational speaker. Um why? You know, I don't know. Why would I want it? What's that's not my thing. So Tony Robbins will have motivational speaker and all this. And that's great. That's what he wants. That's his vision. That's his. What I want is like, he was an adventurous, mad scientist who lived a badass life. That's what I care about. And badass, by my definition, and a lot of people share my definition, you know, I'm very much, I'd say, adventurous. So like some of these guys, we live completely different lifestyles. You know, I'm obviously, I'm single. So I'm gonna have more girls around. Grant Cardone's married, Gary Vee's married, Tony Robbins is married, Tim Ferriss, I don't think's married. Um, so I'm gonna talk about women and some people are gonna get pissed off. I'm gonna have pretty, I, I'm basically almost like my life is like a 24 hour, not quite 24 hour, but let's say a 24 hour reality show where I just show the camera. And some people are like, wait a sec, Ty, why are you showing yourself salsa dancing? Like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's all part of my plan, which is live a badass life and share what I'm doing And if that gives other people ideas, then they go with it, you know, but that's what I want to be remembered for. And I think you got to think about that for yourself. Like what do you want to say you are a great father, a great mother, you want that to be your main thing, then go out and have a lot of get married young and have a lot of damn kids. One of my friends, Joe, uh, Joe Pace, we've been friends since I was like two years old. He got, we went two different paths and I don't think my past better than him. And I don't think his past better than me. They're different. They're one of the greatest things of all times is there's no solution. There's only that trade-offs. So he got married literally to basically his first girlfriend. He got married at, I don't know, 20. He had four kids by the time he was like 26. And I got none. And that was like his goal. He wanted to do that. So he's winning and that wasn't part of my plan I didn't want to have four kids by the time I was 26. So I got different goals. So that's why I said, think of your tombstone. You know, I told you I'd give you a few bonus things. We talked about the seven things you need to know to be a better business networker. And now I'm talking about like what some other things, unrelated to business networking. It's all kind of related, but what do you want on that grave of yours? Because we all headed there quicker than you can think. And most... Not everybody's living to 100 years old. Not everybody's living to 50. Some people, guarantee you, some people will be off this planet, maybe me, the next time I do this live call. You know, so you have to, as I think it was Thoreau or Emerson said, you got to suck the marrow out of life. You know, like when you're eating like good chicken or good steak, sometimes you bite down on a bone and you get like every little piece of meat off of it. You're like, yes. You know, someone said, how about Dan Bilzerian lifestyle? You know, Dan was over at the house. Dan Bilzerian got his goals, and he's definitely pulling off his goals. You know, Dan Bilzerian likes action. He's an action guy. He likes poker. He likes women, obviously. He he. Uh, and so I who am I to judge his thing? My main question is, as long as you, whether you're Dan Bilzerian, me, or anyone else, are moving towards the goal you would like to have, and that goal makes sense, there's, like, common sense, it's not idiotic, then I'm like, great, you know, I think that that's fine. So I don't I don't know him that well. I've met him. He's been at the house for a few hours, uh, but I don't, you know, he's certainly good at social media, and he's got a good team behind him. I know some of the guys that have worked with him. And so, you know, he got a different life than me. So I can't live that life like his dad was very successful. Now, that I, when I say that about people, I don't think that takes away from what Dan Bilzerian's done. Just because you, um, let's say, inherit money from your father, like the Trump, Eric Trump, or or Dan Bilzerian, to me that does, or even Donald Trump, and President Trump inherited mother. I don't think that that means there's something wrong. It's just... If you guys saw what, uh, what's his name? Um, Will, not Will Ferrell. What's the guy that was, what's the funny guy that just went crazy on Twitter? Which one? Uh, In Mask. He's in that movie. Oh, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. If you saw him, he, he was here at Fashion Week. And Jim Carrey's like super smart guy. And he just went off the rails. He was like, Life is meaningless, and we're all a bunch of tetrahedron, you know, atoms just floating through the planet, and nothing matters. And there's some truth to that. I, I tweeted like, nothing matters, and everything matters at the same time. So when I say Donald Trump inherited his money or Bill, it doesn't mean that it's better or worse, but it's different. And my life, I I um, lived a different life now. Dan Bilzerian and Donald Trump and all these people who have inherited money doesn't mean they were going to be successful. They still had to be smart and they've been smart and they built on what their parents and all of us, you know, like I was born healthy. That's kind of like genetic biological wealth that I was handed on. I guarantee just the fact that you're on a planet, you kind of inherited something. So I don't look at people and go, oh, because they inherit money. I judge everybody on a level playing field. Are you a moron or not? (laughs) You know, I'm not a racist. I'm not a sexist. I'm basically like, I discriminate around your brain. Not that you have to be Stephen Hawking, because I'm not Stephen Hawking, but are you an idiot? Do you lack all common sense? You know, we all know what that means. Somebody's like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, if you don't know what I mean, then you are that person. You are the idiot. If you're like, what do you mean by an idiot? I'm like, everybody's different. No, we all know. It's kind of like the Supreme Court justice was asked about pornography. How do you define it? How do you know it's not just art? You know, how do you know it's not just a painting, a Michelangelo, a sculpture where somebody's naked? And the Supreme Court judge said something very intelligent. They said, the definition of porn is this, you'll recognize it when you see it, right? Like you just, it, no, there's no conversation, nobody ever saw, a Michelangelo statue of David, where he's naked, and go porn. Like nobody's that. If you're that dumb, you're dumb. But at the same time, somebody on Pornhub isn't gonna be like, "Oh, this is art. Look at this art." You know, I mean, it. Les- that's what I'm saying. So when it comes to who I discriminate against, it's like, are you? Will I recognize you instantly as like? why are you here? You know, if it's like at my party, like why, who let you in? If your first inclination when you meet somebody is like, how did you get in <laughs> to my life? Then, I don't like you. So, when it comes to Dan Bazzari and Donald Trump, anybody who inherited their money, people are asking me about, I don't care about that. That's out of their control. What did they do with it since they started? You know what I'm saying? And, Dan Bilzerian had built an empire on a foundation that he got. Like I said, everybody's different. Same with Gary V. I I think I'm right on this. I don't know the exact story, but Gary V's father, you know, came to America, was a very successful um, immigrant, and I don't want to speak too much because I don't know the exact story, but he um, built a wine business, but it wasn't that successful. And then Gary took it, his son, and made it, super successful. And I think now it's Gary and his brother. So they built off that foundation. So that's awesome. So you can't fault them for, you can't, because sometimes people say, well, that person inherited something. Well, you can't just discount discount that. But I will tell you this, I didn't have that exact opportunity because my dad was in prison. My mom was a single mom. She didn't know about business and she couldn't help me. So I really didn't have any entrepreneurs at all in my family. My grandma was kind of successful a little bit. She was good at saving money, so she saved up, and then when there was the rise in the economy and real estate, 2007, she did the best, but no one, she wasn't really an entrepreneur. My grandma was actually a German teacher, professor, because she came from Germany. And everyone else in my family was, there was one person in my family who ever made 100 grand a year, one year, and it was my, my uncle, bill who was a lawyer i mean not a lawyer he was a uh, car salesman and i think maybe one of my other uncles was a little but i didn't have anybody to really guide me so i had to go outside the family you know what i'm saying so you you got to look at your situation that's why i say business networking is so important because you begin to meet people right and as you meet people all of a sudden you take away, oh, okay, their situation was different than me, but here's something I can apply to my life. I'm like a gold, I'm like literally like a gold miner going around taking jewels, taking chunks of gold, little bit at a time out of different mines around the world, and that's how you got to think about it. And hopefully you're on this podcast and you get one piece of gold.